Today's guest specializes in areas of forensic accounting, fraud examination, and litigation support. Our guest has been awarded a top 40 under 40 from Birmingham Business Journal. Her notable resume includes expertise in the prevention and detection of fraud, waste, and abuse. She has worked with government agencies and privately and closely held businesses. I'd like to welcome the Director of Forensic Technology at Forensic Strategic Solutions, LLC, Lindsay Harder-Gill. Hi, Lindsay. It's great to have you on. Thanks, Michelle. It's great to be here. Yeah, and I remember meeting you back at the ACFE conference in 2015. Oh, gosh, it's been that long. It's been a long time. That's right. Um, so do you want to take a few minutes and can you tell our audience um, your story and then maybe a little bit about your background? Sure. So I've had um, been in the industry for uh, 19 years now. I started out my career in internal audit with a large healthcare organization and working in their internal audit department. And I actually went to an ACFE conference and met the uh, founder of our firm, Ralph Summerford and absolutely fell in love with fraud investigation. And that's really all she wrote after that. Um, I've been doing this work, uh, like I said, for 19 years and specializing in data analytics and data mining. Great, and tell us more about the initiative over at Forensic Strategic Solutions. So Forensic Strategic Solutions is a full service financial investigation firm. We specialize in analyzing the interrelationships between people, events, and data within financial records so that trends are identified and inconsistencies and irregularities are exposed. We combine deep experience in fraud investigation and litiga litigation consulting with advanced data analytic techniques and innovative technologies to arm our clients with fact-based, clearly illustrated data um, and defensible positions, best situating our clients to achieve favorable outcomes in courts. We have five integrated practice areas. They include fraud examination, investigative financial consulting, litigated business valuation, accounting malpractice, and forensic technology. And we work for businesses and organizations across numerous sectors, including banks, financial institutions, educational institutions, law firms, insurance companies, governmental agencies, you name it. Wow, that's a lot. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, in all the cases that you've seen and the experience that you've gained over those, you know, 19 years, what's the one thing that you wish you had known when you first began your career? You know, I think most people hear that question and they think, oh, there's, you know, there's a negative. I wish I knew something. I think I wish I would have known all the industries I would have been exposed to. That's one of the great things about the work that we do. I've worked in education. I've worked in automobile industries, healthcare. So I get to do just a little bit of everything. And, you know, I think more people would be attracted to it if they knew how unique and different it's going to be on every engagement. That's awesome. That's interesting to think about, too, because um, every industry is different, right, and has their own specific way of doing things. And so when you think about the uh, different industries, what's one thing you would change about the fraud investigation industry if you were to have all the resources in the world? I think I wish that more people were using technology in the work that they're doing. Obviously, being the director of forensic technology, that's my <laughs> focal point. I think that it helps advance our investigations. It helps them move a little bit quicker. Um, 
and if I think if all everybody else was using it, it'd make it go a little bit faster. The one challenge I have across every engagement I have is getting the data that I need to do my work. And so if more people are using technology and can more easily provide that data, I think it would make my work a whole lot easier. And how do you think corporations can leverage, you know, data analytics for fraud prevention and detection? So my area, my area of focus is always on detection. And obviously, we're hoping that our, you know, the organizations use, you know, implement fraud prevention, although that might put me out of work. But, you know, some companies are beginning to implement a proactive measure to help deter fraud. Um, I think most organizations still continue to see these functions as unnecessary cost and don't believe that fraud could or would occur in the organization. As I said, I've been practicing for 19 years, and data is much more prevalent than it was when I first began. It's integrated into every aspect of our lives now. And I think if the organizations would implement some of these fraud detection and prevention tools that are out there, you know, it could save them a whole lot of time, money, and effort, and you know, maybe help them detect a fraud long before they other would have otherwise. That's interesting. And how you've worked with a lot of different types of people. You have worked closely with both plaintiffs and then the defense attorneys, corporate boards, government agencies. Do you have a specific approach in dealing with fraud investigations, irrespective of the vertical? Or does it differ? What's your way of kind of navigating through the fraud investigation? Every situation is different and the steps we take and the tools and techniques we use are dependent upon the facts and circumstances of any case. Uh, first, I think my number one thing is to understand what the client's objective is. Are they looking for civil litigation? Are they just wanting to file some sort of insurance claim? Or do they want us to prepare a case and uh, develop the evidence and the facts to turn it over to law enforcement. So once I've gained an understanding of truly what their objective is, I'm going to design my, my plan so that we can accomplish that. And I'm generally going to start with the data. I want to know what they have, where they have it, and then figure out what it's going to take to get that information. And then how can I use that data to answer the questions and, and help solve the, the question or the problem that the client has. And once you get that data and you start looking into it, how do you, how do you be better at interviewing and securing, you know, confessions or finding out the truth of what's going on? So interviewing is, is a great skill that a fraud investigator can have, and it's something that we're constantly working on and continuing to develop our skill set there. I will say I think one of the most important things in interviewing is being comfortable with an uncomfortable silence. You know, you've got to be a really good listener to be a good interviewer. And we have learned over time, you know, a lot of times I interview very closely with, uh, interview, do most of my interviews with one of my close colleagues, Kelly Todd. And we play off of each other really, really well. And, you know, you hear the jokes about the good cop, bad cop, but it truly does work that way sometime. And because we have such a great working relationship, we've both gotten really good at reading each other and then both being really good at, sitting and waiting out that uncomfortable silence. <laughs> Do you usually play the good cop or the bad cop? I'll never tell. <laughs> that could be really fun. It is. Uh, <laughs> um, and when you're looking at the data too, you know, often people are finding asset, hidden assets, right? Trying to trace them and, and or detecting um, tax fraud, which are kind of the two most sought after topics in forensic accounting sphere. 
Do you think technology can play a part in that process? Absolutely. Te you know, technology is ingrained in every aspect of our lives, from using social media to shopping online, running our households. I mean, even managing your air conditioning unit at home. You're controlling those things through technology. And so we're constantly interfacing with it. At FSS, we found that implementing various technology tools and techniques allows us to have a better picture of the facts and circumstances in a case. We use various tools such as ScamRider to help us um, quickly develop a comprehensive database of financial transactions. In doing that, we can um, identify the sources and uses of funds. We may identify hidden accounts that weren't known before. Um, we can also identify other assets there. So using technologies to just in a simple way like ScanWriter, it's a huge tool for us to be able to find those hidden assets. On you know the tax fraud side, we have worked with clients in extracting their financial data, comparing it with information that is unstructured such as their emails or their bank records and being able to pull together and determine whether or not they've accurately reported their revenues. So technology is playing into almost every investigation that we have. In all, in all the different experience and cases that you've handled, um, what is the most interesting one and what are the key takeaways from it? You know, we've, we've worked in so many different industries and so many different cases over my career. Um, I think you have it from two ways. One of the most important lessons I learned, um, we worked in an investigation and we were hired by an entity to look into um, an investment or a potential embezzlement of a company. And they had put the employee on leave and we did our investigation. Well, as we were working through and we had turned our information over to law enforcement and they went to seek out the individual um, to interview her and she attempted to take her own life. And so at that point we learned, you know, it, it, we didn't learn, but we, it, was, um, it was brought to like just reminding us that we're dealing with people's lives here. So, you know, be you know, be very careful. Make sure you have all your facts and circumstances, you know, supported and dealt out. You know, that's a really kind of a hard lesson to hear. Thankfully, she was not successful and she is okay. But but it reminded us that while we, we're looking at numbers and data and and, and paper, we're, we, you often don't see that there's a person behind that. Um, I think some of the most exciting ones are when you get to see the work that you do you know, has this huge, big impact, um, and, and it makes a big change. You know, a lot of times the work we do, we you don't know that we're behind it. You may see a news flash on something out there, um, and, you know, you're getting to see all the interesting facts and what lies behind a company and organization, and you know that you've helped improve their business, and you've helped uncover something that was going on that was harmful. Yeah, it's great to hear. I agree with that. People don't understand the back work and then, you know, all the work that goes into finding out that information and the truth behind uh, the case. And um, it's really great work that everyone does and that you guys do to help the community, yeah. right? Whether yeah. it's for a business, like you said, or if it's to put a criminal behind bars, uh, whatever the case is. So what advice would you give other professionals just entering this domain? You know, I can't, like I said, I came to this from an internal audit background because I was exposed to fraud investigation through a course I took. And while classroom education is incredibly important, 
Um, it's also important to get some on-the-job accounting experience. I think the one piece of advice I could give, especially somebody young coming in this, is to work in an audit job or an accounting department when you first get out of school. There is so much you will learn hands-on, seeing the documents that go through an accounting process, um, learning how a business functions. All of those are skills that are really helpful in helping you um, know what to expect, what to look for, and how to work through an investigation. That is great advice. Um, so I wanted to thank you, Lindsay, for joining us today. You gave us some really good tips and um, some interesting cases to kind of think about. Um, and it was great catching up with you. It was great so to see you again. Yes, hopefully we can meet up again. Um, and thank you so much. Thank you.